Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And of course, follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. Get all the latest episodes of the show. You know, the tax man. That's an, uh, an appropriate uh, intro music for this guest, for sure. The Federal Reserve last Wednesday raised its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the first time in nearly three decades as policymakers intensify their fight to cool red hot inflation. A move that threatens to slow U.S. economic growth and exacerbate financial pressures on Americans. But how will this move affect your bottom line? Well, joining us now to shed some light on this and the rest of the latest dismal economic news is former presidential advisor and president of Americans for Tax Reform, Grover Norquist. Grover, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. Thanks for joining us this evening. Absolutely. Uh Go back to bed and pull the covers over your head. That's that's my advice on how to deal with the economy. That that good a forecast, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Just get a little flashlight in the book and you can hide there for a while. Um, this uh this seventy five point uh, or seventy five basis point hike rather, it's the first since nineteen ninety four. It really underscores ju- just how serious this, uh, you know, the, the Fed officials are taking the inflation crisis. It, it, oh, it'd be nice if the White House was taking it that seriously. Uh, well, it's, it's difficult for the White House to do that because to take it seriously means to admit fault. Uh, and the one thing we've seen that this administration can't do, I don't, you may remember the Happy Days uh, half-hour show where Fonzie uh, needed to say he was wrong 
but uh, you had 30 minutes of the show where he was unable to go, well, boo, boo. he could never quite get the wrong out. Um, and Biden's challenges, America's challenges, were all created by Biden. We had, you know, we had a growing economy. Uh, we did not, you know, even, even with COVID, uh, we were coming out of it as the blue states came out and they took $2 trillion and threw it up in the air. We now know that as much as 20% of the unemployment insurance that was sent out has been stolen by people from Russia, China, Ethiopia. I hope some enterprising American criminals got some of it, but the, you know, the, the amount of fraud well, that's domestic fraud. That's at least better than the foreign stuff um, that they weren't serious about checking. They just felt that they threw money up. That would, would somehow be spent and that would be a good thing. But at the same time that they were expanding the money supply, spending money they didn't have, printing money, uh, they were also shutting down our capacity to produce. They were uh, dismantling the uh, Keystone Pipeline, they were threatening other pipelines with being shut down. They're shut, uh, talking about shutting down more power plants. Uh, I mean, just one thing after another. Uh, and you, we weren't producing uh, and growing as, as an energy producer at a time when Europe desperately needed to know that if they said no to the Russians, that they could get natural gas from the United States, which during the previous administration you could have done. We had uh, much opportunity to uh, to export both oil and natural gas. We were producing so much uh, energy. Uh, then they just started re-regulating and over-regulating everything. And it's, even, it's not even the regulations that get passed. It's once you know that they're thinking about doing something, you have to start stepping back and cringing and getting right. out of the way of a regulation that may be four years away from taking. It may never take place. But once they tell you that they're planning to do this, well, then you have to plan to avoid it by not doing things, not producing, not building a new factory. Uh, if, if they're going to be these costs, you don't know. Uh, so we've seen the inflation. And then when it happened, they told us it was transitory. Right. Um, right. And temporary. And it would be over by December. That was last December they were talking about, not next December. Uh, it was Putin's fault because eight months after uh, inflation started going crazy. He invaded Ukraine. Um, and the, the money supply knew this was going to happen. Uh, the, you know, it's just one thing. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And all the businessmen were not greedy when Trump was president. They were restrained. They never raised wages. They didn't really care about making money. Uh, but as soon as Biden got elected, they became greedy uh, and, and wanted to make more money. So they raised uh, prices. Uh, just one excuse after another. And you can't fix something and turn around without admitting that, you know, you've been going down the wrong direction. And so they don't, they wanted to do everything other than stop doing what was causing these problems. Right. Which now, was spending. Reagan, yes. The spending and the printing of money to do the spending and the uh, con 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 contraction of production. Um, you know, when you throw as much two trillion dollars up in the air, some people get some of that money and then they go, you know what? I don't need to go back to work. I've got plenty of cash right here. Um, and so we've got 11 million jobs that are open that people don't walk into because they sort of socked away some of the free money that was given. And so people aren't working and they aren't producing stuff. Uh, it's a huge challenge. 
And at least when Reagan took over from Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter left him with inflation and what they called stagflation, meaning low growth and inflation up 10, 11, 12 percent. Reagan slowed the money supply, and which which gives you a contraction if you do nothing else and, 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 and gives you a, a recession, mild or severe. And but Reagan also cut taxes and deregulated dramatically. And that meant that the recession was maybe a year and a half uh, in. And we certainly saw it at the beginning in 1983, January, when the tax cut took full effect. Uh, you saw four million jobs created in that one year. That, that at a time when the economy, when the workforce was uh, two thirds or so of, of what we have now, and uh, we proceeded to create, uh, I think, about 20 million jobs during that expansion uh, because there was lower growth. Uh, I'm sorry, lower taxes, less regulation, and so you could fix inflation and have growth at the same time. But Biden is doing things to give you more inflation and less growth, not more growth. Well, and we're also looking at, I mean, the, you had a dismal labor report that came out last week showing consumer price indexes rose 8.6% in May from a year ago. That's the fastest pace of increase since December of 1981. You've got stock values now that have dropped by some $11 trillion in the last four months. Uh, stocks adjusted for inflation are now down by roughly 20%. And a new financial report revealed the average uh, stock lost 690 points or roughly 2.1 percent. I mean, it's just as you indicated, it's it's every metric one after another showing dismal numbers the, due to the effects of inflation. This could lead to potential recession in 2023. Or do you think we're already in one? Well, we won't know, I guess, two quarters of negative growth. I guess I don't know what you call it, negative growth <laughs> of, yeah. of shrinking. Of shrinking, yeah. Quarters of yeah. shrinking uh, is the definition of a recession. We've had one. Uh, it, it, we may be having a second one right away. We may coast on this one, but then uh, shrink in the next quarter. We're certainly, we're certainly by slowing the growth of the money supply, contracting the economy a little bit. Uh, we'll see how badly. Uh, and nothing is being done. Nothing this administration has done would give you more jobs, more income, higher value of stocks and bonds and people's 401ks and IRAs and their pensions. Uh, they're doing everything because they're not focused on jobs and growth and higher incomes. They're focused on going away from using nuclear power, which has no carbon, and uh, uh, gasoline and natural gas and things like that, and going to an economy that's completely subsidized. Uh, nuclear, uh, I'm sorry, nuclear, but uh, solar and wind don't actually create as much energy as they absorb. You, you can't, no one would use wind or, uh, or solar if it wasn't subsidized. Right, right. So it's a subsidized industry, which means it's completely politicized, and it only exists at the whim of politicians, and politicians hate people who find natural gas and oil because they don't give a fig for politicians. Right. But someone, I've got a wind farm, and it only works if the politicians give me money. Am I willing to kick back some of that? I am. Of course. Am. We're, uh, we're talking with uh, Grover Norquist, president of Americans for Tax Reform. 
Grover, U.S. families will spend an extra $5,200 this year due to inflation. When Joe Biden says, and, and I'm quoting here, that he's created, quote, the most robust recovery in modern history, do you think he actually believes that, or is that just dementia kicking in? Because I, I he he's going around the country right now telling folks that we're in a recovery, that he's doing such a great job, that the economy is booming but reality doesn't. I mean, if you know, we 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 got a crisis of tampons, crisis of baby formula, gas is approaching six bucks a gallon, seven dollars in California, five bucks here in Kansas. He seems just completely out of touch. Uh, I think he is completely out of touch. He's surrounded by people who told him that if he did this, it would work. Uh, there were certain prominent Democrats who said, "You are." driving inflation up when you do this. This is not good. Those people were insulted by the uh, White House staffers who cheerfully told Biden that this is this is a good idea. This will work. Uh, and it didn't. So who's going to tell him? Uh, because to a certain extent, Biden's mistake was the mistake of 10, 15, 20 advisors, staffers, all of whom said this is the right thing to do, this is a good idea. Nancy Pelosi told him it was a good idea. Schumer told him it was a good idea. They needed it for politics. Everything, the spending, the taxes, the threats on uh, pipelines and so on, that was to keep the hard left constituency, which funds his campaign, right. his election and re-election, to keep them happy. The, the, the side effect, however, of all those things is to damage the American economy and workers' wages, but the people who run the modern Democratic Party are happy as clams. As far as they're concerned, it's working. It's funding their PACs and their measures, and they hope to get people reelected to a certain extent on this. Uh, and they're not—they're not, not going to volunteer that they made a mistake. They're going to let Biden walk around and tell Biden everything's fine. You've been—you've been around I'm telling everybody that. You've been around D.C. politics a long time, Grover. I know we've got to let you run, but I, I have to ask. I mean, we're coming up against the midterms here in, in you know just a few months. Here in Kansas, we've got primaries less than 45 days away. Do you think, I mean, it seems like Democrats seem to care more about the, you know, the January 6th hearings than they do about the price of gas and baby formula. Do you think you know, a lot of people say there's going to be a red wave? Do you see that coming? Do you think this is going to bite them come November? Well, the polling all suggests that uh, with Biden's high negatives, people's negative reaction to how the economy is doing, uh, and people are saying they want to vote for the Republican, not uh, the Democrat, that they are likely to lose House seats, Senate seats, governorships, state legislative races. We've already seen uh, liberals, if not Democrats, uh, losing across the country on district attorney uh, elections and on school board elections, high-profile liberals uh, losing to parents, right? Not not professionals, right? Amateurs, uh, and that all suggests that it's getting deeper and deeper. It, it's not one problem that Biden could fix, right? If it was just inflation, you go, okay, now maybe maybe we could do something. If it was just taxes too high, you know, maybe he didn't want to do it, but he could. But he has multiple organ failure. This is, you know, when, when people are at final stages of life, what's happening? Multiple organ failure. Everything's going. It's right. not like the kidney needs to be fixed. Everything's going. And he's got bad growth, bad stock market, bad inflation, 
uh, every bad overregulation. All of these things are failing, and you get things like um, supply chain crackups. You know, we didn't have those <laughs> during the Trump or Reagan years. No, this is a new thing that they've decided to screw up on. Well, hopefully, it's your lips to God's ears, and we do get that red wave in November, Grover. If folks, I follow you on Twitter. I highly recommend folks follow you. It's at Grover Norquist. And if they want more information on your organization, it's ATR.org, correct? Uh, it is ATR.org. And uh, again, I tweet at Grover Norquist. And be sure and ask anybody who wants your vote whether they've signed the Taxpayer Protection Pledge, which is a written pledge to the American people that they will never uh, vote for a tax hike. I signed it when I was an elected official. That's a good question. Yeah. Make sure to uh, make sure that folks that you're voting for sign that ATR pledge. Grover, thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you. Take it easy. We'll be taking your calls at 845. Coming up after the break, Attorney General Derek Schmidt will walk us through the latest Supreme Court rulings, including that uh, groundbreaking uh, decision on the Second Amendment and how these rulings affect the uh, current Kansas law. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Odyssey is looking for an experienced digital and radio account executive to join our team. Odyssey seeks an experienced, self-motivated sales professional to develop and sell advertising and marketing campaigns to new and existing clients with an emphasis on new business development and digital sales. The account executive will use a wide variety of Odyssey's products in their portfolio to solicit businesses for advertising in their on-air, non-traditional, and digital platforms. If you are interested in a career in radio, submit your resume to odysseyinc.com slash careers. We are an equal opportunity and affirmative action employer. Ford Motor Company's President's Award is presented to Ford dealerships for achieving the highest level of customer sales and service satisfaction. For the best sales and service experience, shop Wichita's only President's Award winning dealership for two years running. Rusty Eck Ford. Visit RustyEckFord.com. The first five years make all the difference. When children begin to understand the world around them and start to develop their sense of self, to walk, to talk, to trust, to give and receive love. Let's set them up for success right from the beginning. Together with our partners, the Kansas Department for Children and Families is working to make high-quality child care available for each child, every family, all Kansans. Get involved at childcareinkansas.com. For a beautiful look that protects and stays clean, choose Dutch Boy Paint from Menards. Now all 11% off. Get quality products with smart technology like mildew-resistant coating, stain shield, and dirt-resistant paint and primer in the award-winning Dutch Boy Twist and Pour containers. Get 11% off everything, including the full line of Dutch Boy paints. Now at Menards. Good through July 4th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Sean Hannity. Well, I started a new workout class, a martial arts class. We're training every day, like for an hour or two every morning. This is martial arts to, to be prepared for any situation. Now, I, I mostly do jujitsu, kempo. It's under the banner of street martial arts. And my sensei now says, you got to be careful. You're now dangerous. You throw a punch at me, and I will react without any thought, and you will be down on the ground in six seconds or less. Sean Hannity. Afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. 
This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm a flag-waving patriotic nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough-riding, fighting Yankee man. I love mom. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure if you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. It's been a busy day, or rather week, at the United States Supreme Court with two monumental decisions joining us now to kind of walk us through those decisions is someone who is very familiar with the United States Supreme Court having argued in front of them on more than one occasion uh, is our own uh, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt and the next governor of the state of Kansas Derek uh, General it's nice to have you back on the show again my friend John always good to be with you thanks for having me um let me ask let me start here general i know that you, like myself you're very pro life You've been a, a long supporter of the pro-life uh, community. Uh, le, you know, let me start there with the reversal of Roe. And I, I saw the statement that your campaign put out this week. It was a great statement. I, I, it just kind of really summed it up for us. But uh, just your personal thoughts and your reflections on, on that decision. Well, the court got it right, John. And, you know, this has been a long time in coming. So many people have worked for so hard, so long and so hard within the system uh, to advocate for the court to take another look at its erroneous decision from the 1970s. And, and the court finally did the right thing. At, at the end of the day, Roe was incorrectly decided. And as many commentators on both the right and the left have said over the years, it really was an exercise in raw judicial power, which is what Justice White said uh, way back as a dissenter in that original decision. Or to put another way, it was a political decision. It yeah. was a political bargain or compromise. It wasn't an application of constitutional law. And that's what the court said this last week in Dobbs when they, when they ultimately reversed uh, Roe and its progeny, Casey and said uh, this this was incorrect from the start. This should never have been a matter for decision by the United States Supreme Court and the federal courts. These are political questions to be decided by Americans debating and persuading each other, which is how we deal with most difficult and, and important decisions in our society. So the court got it right, and I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, you know, the one thing, you said it just in the start of your answer there, when you talked about working within the system, people you know, like Tim Hand and, and, and David Gittrich down here, Mary Wilkerson, you know, who've been working in Kansas in the pro-life community, but they did it through the system. And I think that's one of the things that's frustrated me as we've seen the rioting in Portland and these pro attacks on these pro-life centers. That's, that's how the left has responded. You know, the, when the pro-life community was trying to get the law changed, they worked within the system. They advocated, they petitioned the courts, they changed the state laws so that they could get to the Supreme court they didn't go out and burn stuff. They didn't loot. They didn't, you know, graffiti. They didn't firebomb pro-life clinics or abortion clinics for that matter. America works, John. And I, I know that sometimes uh, 
people of good faith on all sides of all issues get frustrated and, and, and they wring their hands and they say, you know, this terrible system that we've gotten ourselves into that's gridlocked. But the truth is America works. And at the end of the day, people who are determined and are persistent and are right have the ability to affect change by working through this remarkable system that we've inherited from those who came before and that I hope we're going to hand off uh, just as healthy to those who come after. And this is evidence of it. Yeah. The right outcome prevailed. Uh, the other major case was the New York State Rifle, Asso- Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. This was another situation where I was surprised it had taken this long where you had, you know, folks in New York who were trying to get a concealed carry permit and had to jump through so many hoops to try, and in most cases were still denied a concealed carry permit. It seemed like it was in direct violation of their Second Amendment rights, but it took the right court and the right case before we could finally have those rights affirmed for New Yorkers, didn't it? That's exactly right. Uh, You know, we've talked before the long arc of uh, development by the U.S. Supreme Court of Second Amendment jurisprudence. It's been very slow in coming, but it's been moving uh, consistently in the right direction. As you know, there hadn't been a U.S. Supreme Court decision on interpreting the Second Amendment since the 1930s. Right until about a decade ago when uh, the Heller decision was handed down. And then quickly after that, the McDonald decision was handed down, which the two of them worked together to say that um, both states and the federal government are limited uh, in what they can do to regulate Second Amendment rights by the federal Constitution. That doesn't sound like an earth-shattering proposition. Many of us have known for many, many years that that was true, but finally the court said it. And then the court went dark. And for more than a decade, didn't take another Second Amendment case, or at least didn't decide one. Um, and we thought that the, you know, we've been advocating on this now for years, as you know, since Heller and McDonald, uh, saying we'd like the court to further define the scope of that right or the restriction on governmental power. Um, and, and essentially, the question here was uh, Heller and McDonald were about having firearms within a person's home. The next logical question is, well, does that Second Amendment protection extend outside a person's home? Right. We've always thought the answer was yes. The court said yes. It's a great next step. So how do these impact Kansas? I know, obviously, the Roe decision, I mean, if we don't pass value them both here next month, then Kansas, I mean, we had Brittany Jones on earlier, and she gave us that figure. I was shocked. But they're forecasting 100,000 abortions a year in Kansas if if we don't undo what the Kansas Supreme Court did. That's how Roe will, if that decision will affect Kansas. Does the, uh, does the Bruin case affect uh, our Second Amendment rights at all here in Kansas? Well, I don't, as a practical matter, I don't think it's going to have a lot of effect because Kansas, as a matter of public policy, not just as a matter of constitutional law, has been a very pro-Second Amendment state, especially in the last decade and a half. So I, you know, I don't think we're not like New York, where the, the state government is trying to restrict Second Amendment rights, and therefore the courts needed to step in and restrain the state government. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of direct practical well, effect in Kansas. Let me inter- let me interrupt you there, see, though. If yeah. Laura Kelly wins, then you know that's a different story because that governor is. I mean, she has she's not a friend of the Second Amendment. She is not a she's she is adverse to the Second Amendment. Right on, John. I do think that what what's happened with uh, uh, you know with the New York rifle and pistol case is that the it's now clear that Kansas can't go backwards. Right. Yes. It's like a ratchet uh, that the federal courts have put a constitutional floor under some of the pro Second Amendment decisions that we've made together over the last decade, 
And that's really critical, as you point out, because, you know, we do have people in public life in Kansas who want to go the opposite direction. We've always been able to restrain them in recent years uh, through the political process. Now I think they'll be further restrained by a judicial process were they to, uh, were they to prevail. And on Roe, I think it, it, it just reinforces the need to pass value them both here on the second. 100%. At the end of the day, uh, very little, if anything, changed in Kansas as a result of the Dobbs decision, the Roe reversal, because of that erroneous Kansas Supreme Court decision in Hodes yeah. and Nauser, and that's what Value Them Both is all about. So it's uh, it's like a it's like a, a, a race with two hurdles. One has been cleared, but there's still one more, and unless and, and until that happens, nothing changes. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. We're, we're talking with Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Uh, as early as Monday, General we could get a ruling on the Kennedy case. This is the one involving the uh, the, the football coach that you know liked to kneel in prayer at the uh, you know on the, on the game after the game. Uh, did not was this wasn't a requirement. He didn't require his players to do it. It was just you know wanted to give thanks to uh, for for safe game, and of course he got fired for doing it. Um, a lot of folks think that the court will probably side in his favor. Um, what have you looked at this case at all? What do you think? Very much. We're involved in the case as an amicus uh, supporting Coach Kennedy. We've actually been involved in all of the cases on the prevailing side, all of them we've talked about tonight. There actually was another important religious liberty case decided this last week in Maine where the court held, the U.S. Supreme Court held that states that decide to provide financial support subsidies uh, to private schools, yes, that's right. they can do so. But if they do so, they may not discriminate against private parochial schools. And so uh, that was a great decision, a very important decision. And it, it has the potential to go hand in glove with the Coach Kennedy case, depending on what the court does, in terms of having two very strong pro-religious liberty outcomes here within the final two weeks of the term. So we've been in and advocating for those as we were on the Second Amendment case and the Dobbs case. And uh, I, you know, I think we're going to potentially, uh, knock on wood here, finish very strong in the U.S. Supreme Court with the decisions that were handed down last week, presumably the final decisions of the term coming this week. We have the Coach Kennedy uh, case. We have the Remain in Mexico case yeah. where we're challenging the Biden administration's uh, attempts to uh, roll back the Trump Remain in Mexico policy on immigration. We have an important greenhouse gas case that's really more than that. It's about the power of federal agencies to essentially make law outside of the power Congress has given them. So we have some really big ones left, and uh, I'm I'm very hopeful this court's going to finish strong and we're going to run the table on all of them. Derek, I hate to take up a lot of your Sunday evening. I want to pivot real quick, if I can, ask you two campaign-related questions. I I saw that uh, the police unions endorsed you uh, this year in your in your race for governor. Four years ago, didn't they endorse Laura Kelly? They did, John. And uh, I am so grateful to our friends at the Fraternal Order of Police. Uh, of course, they represent a lot of law enforcement officers in our state. You and I worked together for many years, including while you were in the legislature. Yep. Back in the blues, supporting public safety, supporting law enforcement, being very solid on that. And I was uh, truly grateful that the Kansas FOP decided to, I believe they unanimously decided to endorse me this time. Uh, That's a reversal from where they were in 2018 when they backed uh, now Governor Kelly. So the momentum's headed our way on that. I I hope that's the case. The other thing, I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Our listeners haven't had a chance to meet her yet. I know I've talked to... uh, I've talked to CJ and Eric about getting her on the show, but you, since the last time you came on, you picked a running mate. And Katie Sawyer, I know Katie. I've had a chance to talk to her a few times when she worked for uh, Senator Marshall, but I mean, I think it's a great choice. I think 
Uh, and I see the two of you have been out on campaign events. She's already working the stump. Yes, absolutely, John. She's a, a terrific person, a great Kansan. Uh, I know that it's not a household name, but we'll, we're going to make it uh, become one. Uh, Katie Sawyer is a, a solid person who believes in the value of public service, a good conservative who you know has dedicated a big portion of her life trying to make this a better state uh, in order to live in. And uh, I was thrilled that she and her family, it's a family choice, were willing to step up and answer the call to service and run with me as my running mate. So uh, Katie's terrific. I'm looking forward to her meeting more Kansans and, and getting to know your listeners. And I would say this is not a qualification. It's just uh, an, an attribute. But uh, the moment that we take the oath of office, uh, after we win in November, we take the oath of office in January. Katie Sawyer will be the youngest Republican lieutenant governor in the country. She's 38. And I think that's important just to make the point. Uh, you know, we're not going back. We're going forward. This state has a great future, and uh, we've got to make sure that, that we address the needs going forward. Well, and I think having that perspective makes a difference. You know, it, there's just something to be said about someone who's got young kids in, in the house and is can can relate to that people who you and I are a little older. We don't relate necessarily, you know. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And, and you know, as for the as for the not the household name, I mean, Tracy Mann, when he was selected to be lieutenant governor, wasn't you know necessarily a household name out except in Western Kansas, and he's turned out to be a fantastic congressman and was a great lieutenant governor. So I, I think that's a good precedent that you've set. Katie Sawyer will be a terrific lieutenant governor. She's a, a solid, forward-looking Kansan who loves this state and. Um, I'm looking forward to more Kansans getting to know her and, uh, and looking forward to her service as Lieutenant Governor. Well, General, uh, thank you again you know, for coming on, for giving us your perspective, uh, for the work that you've done as Attorney General. I cannot wait to see the work that you do as Governor. Um, if folks are interested, if they want more information, if they want to donate, or by the way, I want a yard sign, um, it's SchmidtforKansas.com, correct? That's it, Schmidt for the word for for Kansas dot com, and uh, it's time to get up and go. So we welcome all the support and help. Let's go get this job done. Appreciate you, General. We'll uh, we'll have you on again, I'm sure, at some point. Thanks, John. Take care. Appreciate you. We're gonna pay a few bills when we return. We'll discuss how the proposed changes to Title Nine threaten women's sports with Senator Renee Erickson. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Did you know there's a Space Channel? One of the most exciting projects in the solar system. Space Channel's got movies, original series, news, music, and so much more. We have come to visit you in peace. Now we're getting to what they call the moment of truth. Download the Space Channel app on your connected TVs and mobile devices. Just go to the App Store and search Space Channel. Do it now. It's free. Space Channel. Front row seat to the final frontier. When it comes to your next quote-unquote new car, buying pre-owned is the new norm. And Midwest Kia is the perfect place to offer you the selection you need. We've got over 300 pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, and practically every make and model. You want a low-price, reliable economy car? Midwest Kia has it. You want a family sedan ready for your next trip? Midwest Kia has it. You want a luxury SUV loaded with options? Midwest Kia has it. You'll find your next vehicle at a 
the price you want, and you'll always experience Midwest Kia's better way to buy. Want more? We'll also have extra appraisers available to get you the best deal for your trade-in. How about more? Many of our pre-owned vehicles are 2020s with less than 10,000 miles. So what are you waiting for? Midwest Kia is your one-stop shop. MidwestKia.com. We want to see Weather is brought to you by Everyday Wealth on KNSS and Edelman Financial Engines. Summer is officially on vacation. Mostly cloudy skies overnight, 59 degrees by the morning hours. Look for a northeast wind at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly sunny skies Monday going back to work. Not bad at all. The AC continues to have a break up to 76. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and Truth True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. Little girls just want to have fun. It's a little harder to do with, uh, or maybe harder to do, with the proposed rule changes to Title IX. This week marked the 50th anniversary of Title IX, the federal law enacted 1972 to ensure women and girls are given opportunities to achieve their dreams through education, sports, and scholarships. However, now 50 years later, women and girls are once again having to fight for equal access to athletic opportunities. This time, they're fighting against those on the left who think biological males should be allowed to compete in women's sports. I, yeah, it's a head-scratcher. I, don't, don't ask me. But we'll ask Senator Renee Erickson. She is intimately familiar with this topic, having uh, played a bunch of women's sports Herself, I've never done that, so I can't. I, maybe if I identified as a woman, Renee, thank you for joining us again. Hey, John, as always, thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Um, you know, it's I don't know. Part of me just wants to, you know, bang my head against the wall on this these kinds of stories because it just seems so simple, so counterintuitive. Here, boys play boys and girls play girls, but. Uh, if you look at the past, if you look at the history of Title IX, prior to 1972, there were virtually no college scholarships available for women to play sports. Women were fortunate if they even had a sports team at, at their school. They often had no locker rooms, you know, low-quality uniforms, old training equipments. They didn't get travel stipends. I mean, it was, it was glaring, the difference between the two programs, men's and women's sports. It's no surprise that only one in every 27 girls played sports back then. By contrast, today, two in five girls play sports. Over 100,000 women play college sports. And about three million play high school sports. And yet, here you have the Biden administration and the LGBTQ mafia that want to change Title IX to allow boys to play girls sports. Well, you're absolutely right, John. There's no doubt what Title IX has done for athletic opportunities for women. And it's unconscionable that the president has now, through executive order, threatened to take food out of the mouths of poor school children because we don't agree with that. And and he can't accept the fact that states, 18 states now, with Louisiana being the latest, have signed protections for exactly what you're describing, because we know if we don't, the federal government is going to ram their radical ideology down our throats, and now they're threatening to do it by taking away school lunch money. It's unconscionable. Um, if people can't see that for what it is, then, then I don't know. We've, like, like we've heard on the Senate floor, we've lost our ever-loving minds. It, it, it's weird. I mean, if you if you look at it, these protections... Uh, well, I don't think they've really ever been under assault like they are now. And it's not only coming from the federal government. You've got states and local school districts that across the country that are trying to push this stuff. But now you have the Department of Education. I mean, girls across the nation could be forced to give up their places, 
on a winner's podium to a biological male who identifies as a female and and the left has no problem with this. Megan Rapino going around, you know, doing the talking head circuit, saying that she doesn't have a problem with this at all. I wonder if she, if she would feel that way if the men's Olympic soccer team wanted to come and play and take off, take her opportunity on the women's Olympic soccer team. Well, we've seen what happens when when uh, that's been the case. There was a high school boys team in Dallas that beat the Olympic women's soccer team yes. in um, practice match. So. We know what will happen, John. And if we don't have these protections in place, we know that Title IX will be completely, the the strides that women athletes have made, every one of those opportunities will be taken away. And um, I'm going to fight to make sure that doesn't happen. We have a lot of people, the majority of Kansans agree, even those who support transgender rights will say this is an issue of fairness that there are obviously differences between biological men and biological women that give an athletic advantage, especially when it comes to strength and speed for men. And it's not fair to women. And I'm so encouraged to see organizations like the um, women's group, the swimming women's group and the soccer group who are standing up and saying, you know, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. Leah Thompson is not going to be allowed to do that anymore. So let's talk about, and we're talking with State Senator Renee Erickson. Obviously, you guys, both the House and the Senate, passed the Protection for Women and Girls Sports last session, went to the governor's desk, and predictably, Laura Kelly vetoed it. Um, And, you know, it was just tough with the makeup of the legislature. That's not a a veto you guys could override. Going, Looking at next session, however, I mean, we just had Derek Schmidt on. He supports the women and girls sports. So assuming, let's knock wood, that he's our governor, um, I, I think you guys have a pretty good shot, not only of passing it, but having it then get signed, don't you? Well, let me tell you, John, I've been listening to your show tonight, and I am pumped up. <laughs> you know, we have the Roe decision, Dobbs decision earlier this week, the Second Amendment decision. We're going to have a couple of big religious freedom signings coming on. We have people engaged in school board races. The only downer tonight was the economic news, but hey, (laughs) that'll get better too. But I absolutely know that when Derek Schmidt is governor, we will continue to fight to get uh, girls the opportunities they deserve, and we will get it signed. And so I look forward to that, but I won't quit until that day comes um, because I benefited from Title IX. I benefited from women's sports. And I'm going to make sure that all Kansas girls have those same opportunities. And uh, I'm confident we'll get that done in January. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Uh, This this proves that this is live radio and that you weren't expecting this question. So uh, feel free to punt. (laughs) Okay, feel free to punt. I, I have reached out to him. I talked to him briefly. I can't get him on the show yet. Can you explain what's going on with your colleague, Dennis Pyle? Because if he stays on the ballot and runs as an independent, that is the only path that I see Laura Kelly win in the governor's race, is if Pyle stays in the race and pulls votes away from Schmidt. I mean, do you you know Dennis? You've served with him. Do you have any idea what's going on there? You know, I don't, John. And I think it's sad in general that um, as Republicans, uh, we, we tend to shoot ourselves in the foot, and uh, we need to be unified. We know the left, they, they march lockstep with marching orders. 
one of the good things about Republicans is we are independent thinkers and we value that. But when it comes time to pull together as a party and make sure we elect leaders who can get elected, um, it's sad that something like this happens. Um, But I do not know. I have not talked to Senator Pyle. I will uh, reiterate um, President Masterson's statement that He's always been a party of one, and, and this just makes it official. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And, you know, it's like you said, the, the D's, they, they fight amongst themselves. I mean, their their party is so radically divided, the left is just taking it over. However, when they get to the general, they do tend to come together. That's an area that we've struggled with, and, and I, I hope Dennis, you know, cooler minds prevail, and he, he, he realizes that he's not hurting anybody but but – He's not hurting Laura Kelly, that's for darn sure, and and I I think he's doing more harm to the cause than to benefit himself. Renee, thank you again. Uh, Since I had you, I wanted to ask that question because I just haven't had a chance to talk to a state senator in a while. But um, I I do appreciate everything that you've done to push for women and girls sports and the Value Them Both Amendment. You've been a champion for both of those, and I encourage you to keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you so much, John. You You are the best. We'll take a quick break. Then I want to hear from you. Our phones are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call if you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. This Independence Day, the Boston Pops fireworks spectacular. This is the Sean Hannity Show. What happened to the Democratic Party of Bill Clinton that said abortion should be legal but rare? So these radical pro-abortion Democrats announcing that they're going to be targeting all these Catholic churches as they did this weekend, disrupting Mother's Day and, and services. But if you don't see the danger in this, there's nothing good that's going to come out of this. These justices now probably have have to pack and leave and move to an undisclosed location. Sean Hannity, afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This Independence Day, the Boston Pops Fireworks Spectacular is back in Boston. Presented by Bloomberg and Eaton Vance. Join conductor Keith Lockhart with special appearances by Shaka Khan. Javier Colon. And Heather Headley. Watch and listen Monday, July 4th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Bloomberg Television, Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg.com, Bloomberg Quick Take, and the Bloomberg Business app. This is the Sean Hannity Show. We have a baby formula shortage. And Joe Biden and his administration's answer is, go to your OBGYN doctor and see if they have any samples in their office. This is not something that you can fix quickly unless you build up something equivalent to Operation Warp Speed for baby formula. Uh, Some kids, by the way, reports are that they've been taken to the hospital because they don't have the baby formula. Sean Hannity, afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is the Sean Hannity Show. I'm not going to recommend somebody vote for somebody that I don't know to be an America first, make America great again, conservative, and save America conservative, because we have enough of those people in Washington. So, you know, people can take shots at me all they want. I know what I know, and I, uh, my vetting process is far more vigorous, I'm telling you, with either Trump or Oz or whoever I happen to support 
than, than you might imagine. Sean Hannity, afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Like gas prices, gas is pumped. We're up, 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 up to give you all the morning news. All right, Ted, uh, the Wichita Eagle this morning reporting something that after hearing negative feedback from fans, the Wichita Wind Search has rolled back that 8% fee that was added to all sales at Riverfront Stadium at the start of the season. Is the Eagle also investigating high fees at Dillon's and the restaurants and everywhere you go? Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330. Rise today. KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news while working from home. Homeschooling the kids or whatever, just download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS radio. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and Truth Social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Nick, you're on the John Whitmer Show. Thanks for sticking around. Good evening, John. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. And yourself? I'm very well. Hey, I just wanted to mention, I think there's a point that has, for some reason, avoided the loudspeaker. But with the Dobbs opinion, along with the other judicial opinions previously mentioned, there is now further solidification of the principles of the Tenth Amendment or states' rights, which, constitutionally speaking, you know, if a power is not enumerated to the federal government, then it is left to the states. Correct. And in my opinion, my humble opinion, John, any other divisive rhetoric from any party or pundit is somewhat harmful to the needed unity of our constitutional republic and its people. Not our democracy, not a five-member oligarchy, but a constitutional republic where there is separation of powers and the law of the land is made by Congress and the state legislators. Make no mistake, though, the main theme that was given more weight is that abortion is not a federal issue. The state is the bellwether of liberty, even though citizen apathy and complicit politicians have somewhat allowed the federal government to partake in far more authority than the ever was intended, kind of like the ATF and the prohibition of certain substances. But I digress. <laughs> also, John, I just wanted to mention I was disheartened by parts of your monologue about the rule of law, uh, because I think it leaves out uh, the, the principles of prosecutorial law enforcement officer, and judicial uh, discretion. And I just want to be careful that we as a state or country is not advocating for the U.N. playbook or slide into a uh, fascist trajectory. I'll give you and that, but at the, the same sheriff, time, the you bank. can't have a prosecutor who says, uh, you know, I, if, if a state passes an abortion ban, I'm not going to enforce it. That, you know, look, the law is the law. And if you don't like it, then advocate at the state level, make your case, make take this case to the people and let the people change the law. But you can't just choose because that is a slippery slope. When a prosecutor then starts picking and choosing which laws he's going to enforce and which laws he's not going to enforce. This is why I think ultimately the DACA decision will be will be found in the favor of those of us who believe in border integrity is, you know, again, it's a case where the president just, in that case, Obama, decided, eh, I'm not going to enforce our border laws. Well, the same thing with this. You can't have prosecutors choosing which laws they're going to enforce. It's a law. It's a law. But I get you. I see where you're coming from, Nick. I appreciate you, my friend. We have some great 
guests lined up here in the next couple weeks. I want to tease them out. Dave, should I tease them? Should I let them know maybe? Paul's. There's a Paul. There's another Paul. There's two Pauls. One's the first name. One's the last name. There we go. In the meantime, carry on, fellow Neanderthals. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 